Kia ora. Kofus Mithahu. Welcome to the house. Parliament has a charming tendency to gift weird job titles. Sergeant at Arms, Black Rod, New Zealand Herald of Arms Extraordinary to the Queen. You get the idea. These fun titles are also often misleading. The person titled Black Rod, for example, is not a stick. No surprise. The Sergeant at Arms is not a sergeant and isn't armed. Here at the House, we often talk to someone else with an odd title, the Leader of the House, because they manage the government's legislative agenda, what's debated and when. But Parliament is very symmetrical. It has its own twisted version of Newton's third law, that every person in power has an equal but opposite person with less power. And for the Leader of the House, it's this man. I'm Michael Woodhouse. I'm the National Member of Parliament based in Dunedin. I've been an MP for nearly 15 years and I hold a number of roles, including one which is known as Shadow Leader of the House. Strangest title for a job, I think. Shadow Leader of the House. It sounds like sort of a, um, you know, in the, in the comic books they have Superman and then they have sort of the opposite of Superman from a bizarro world. You know, it's a bit like that. It's, yes, the there is a shadow. sort of a sinister darkness about it, but really in, the term of shadowing somebody means to sort of follow them around a bit, I suppose, which is not uh, a very good descriptor of the role either. No. Uh, nor is leader of the house. People can often confuse leader of the country with leader of the house. They say, well, you're not the leader because you're not the prime minister. But what really happens is is that behind the apparent smooth running of Parliament is, of course, a pretty big machine that requires quite a bit of organisation and cooperation. And the uh, the role of Leader of the House is a really important one. I represent the opposition in that regard, or at least the National Party in that so regard. So you don't get to be Leader of the House? I don't get to be... Well, I Not hope to moment, be Leader anyway. of the House in a few months, but of course that will be over to the people. So if the Leader of the House, which is currently Grant Robertson, uh, organises the the legislature for the government, the government's agenda in the legislature and all the things that go with that. What does the shadow do? Well, there's a lot of organising uh, behind the scenes. So the the manner in which that programme is rolled out is determined by what's known as standing orders. So they're the rules of debate, if you like, uh, the order in which things are done, first reading, second reading, a thing called the Committee of the Whole, where we do a technical analysis. And they generally have to happen in a certain order uh, or take a certain amount of time. Now, for pragmatic reasons, from time to time it's necessary to vary those orders, but that can only be done by broad consensus or what's known as near unanimity uh, of uh, a committee called the Business Committee. And as Shadow, you're on that committee, aren't you? Yes, I am, but I'm also working pretty closely with uh, the Leader of the House, as you say, that's Grant Robertson now, and his predecessor, Chris Hipkins, just to work out the, the, the case for a change, a variation from those standing orders. Uh, and it's usually done in a pretty uh, productive and, and, and relatively friendly way. So the Business Committee often meets on a, like a Tuesday afternoon to talk about what's coming up, um, or at other times as necessary. Do, but do you get together outside of that to talk? Do you talk beforehand? Do yes, you, we do. On uh, the telephone, or do you yes. get together for a coffee, or what happens? I've just got off the phone for the Leader of the House to talk about um, quite important matters this week. Uh, I've had that relationship with Chris Hipkins, uh, but particularly Grant has uh, demonstrated uh, a willingness to collaborate, uh, and I've really appreciated that. We're not going to agree on all things, and ultimately the government has the prerogative to set the orders uh, of what happens, uh, but he has involved me, and I think the House will work better for it, so I really appreciate that dialogue. 
it's kind of a strange thing. It, it always jars slightly to hear a, a member of the opposition saying, we cooperate. You know, but you, th this is the odd thing. You know, the public normally gets to hear when the opposition really hates something about government policy, but they don't get to hear the times that everyone votes the same direction or that everyone has a general agreement about what the heck should be going on in the House, those sorts of things, right? And in legislation, that happens more often than not. Uh, where the opposition parties will support the government in a certain direction. Now, through that process, they might say something like they're not going far enough, fast enough, or that they wouldn't do certain elements of uh, what's in a bill. But overall, the broad direction can be supported. But those don't make good headlines. Opposition agrees with government is never going to be splashed across the front page of the dailies or, or reported breathlessly on your news on the hour. Uh, it happens much more than people realise. Yeah. There was um, last year when you were sitting in the, the committee that decides what the rules might be for the next parliament, how they might be changed, you were describing to someone that was submitting to that committee the sort of the, the amount of time that you agree with the government. And you were saying, you know, like there were about 30% of bills maybe that you would die in a ditch over. Mm -hmm. But then there were there were some more that, you you know, you would change. But actually there, there was a significant amount that you would have passed anyway, Right. Or, or right. a version of them. And, of course, for the first couple of years after the change of government, a lot of the business on the what they call the order paper, the programme for the government's bills, were actually prepared and developed by the previous national government. And if there is a change of government in the future, that will be the same in reverse. What the National Party does is it takes an approach of we'll fight, fight the government on the things that we believe are absolutely vital and that will often prolong debates, particularly in that stage of a bill's passage called the Committee of the Whole House. That's where members take a very forensic technical approach to the sections of the bill and will propose amendments to it uh, and quiz the minister in charge of the bill about it. Now, if it's a straightforward bill that we support even though we might want to make some changes, we'd make those points, but we wouldn't prolong the debate unnecessarily. On the bills that we do oppose strongly, and you'll see that perhaps uh, this week in the taxation, annual rates and, and other matters bill, we will certainly be proposing amendments and deletions of clauses. We won't be successful, but it will be, give us a really good chance to prosecute uh, the case for why that's necessary. The shadow leader of the House's job in that... Um, are you part of the sort of the team that decides the core strategy of what's going to happen in the House, which bills you're really going to fight, um, how much time you're going to give to this thing or that thing, or, you know, who's going to do what? Yeah, there is a, uh, I guess, a, a team of tacticians of which the uh, shadow leader and my deputy are part. Uh, the whips are also involved in that, but their role probably is more in carrying out that broad uh, direction, uh, and so they will allocate speakers and time to uh, mm -hmm. those speeches according to how we're going to approach the week. Yeah. You're in the House like the whips are. You're in the House a lot, Yeah, the, the shadow leader of the House, much more time than the leader of the House would spend in the House because they also have you know a ministry to run well, along the side. But, but you do sort of uh, a lot of the grunt work on debating as a result of that, right? Yeah, so I think there's two dimensions to that. One is I keep a weather eye on the House and what's going on, so I'll, I'll be rostered uh, from time to time. I'll be speaking on bills for which I have responsibility, uh, but then I'll keep in close contact with the whips and what's going on just to get a sense of how progress is going. Um, but I think there's another thing that comes w with being an MP for, in my case, I'm in my 15th year, uh, where there is perhaps uh, people who are away, 
uh, and um, people need to cover on debates, then you often call on those sort of uh, old tuskers who may have a little bit more working knowledge of the particular issues that are being debated. And so you might get some of those more senior MPs coming in and, and offering speeches that, uh, that aren't necessarily within their warehouse, but they are still able to make uh, meaningful contributions, I hope. Yeah, you hope. There's a second thing you do in the House as the shadow, and that is particularly be the guy in the forefront when something has to be brought up with the Speaker. You're the kind of the the most likely point of order man, right? That's right. Those are called points of order, and as, as we've talked about, there is a set of rules for debate uh, known as the standing orders, and the Speaker over many, many years has issued rulings on that. So there's another big, thick book called Speaker's Rulings. And it really is thick, yep. And so uh, I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a... Uh, a geek when it comes to the rules of the house. You can say it. You're a geek when I it comes geek. to... That's yeah. right. And so I've got a good working knowledge of that. So what you will see is, generally speaking, the leader or shadow leader and the respective whips of parties are uh, delegated the task, I guess, of pulling uh, up um, potential breaches of standing orders or, or highlighting areas where the speaker might want to take a closer look at the way in which, for example, question time would be going. Um it's not a rule, but it is a convention that those sorts of uh, contributions are left to the House Leader and the Whip. Would it be right that when they come from the House Leader or the Whip, they're more likely to be taken seriously by the Speaker? There's, there's much more of a sort of a to and fro when one of the senior guys stands up, right? I think that's a, uh, something you could certainly say about the previous Speaker, uh, Trevor Mallard. He was certainly one, I think, to respect the, the messenger uh, the, the, the message will get more respect depending on who it was coming from. Uh, and if it was coming from others, it may have been treated with uh, perhaps less respect uh, on the basis that it might have been flippant or, or um, wide of the mark. Uh, uh, the current speaker, Adrian Rurafi, he has taken, I think, a different style. Uh, he's brought um, a, a really uh, free-flowing style to both Question Time and, and the House in general. And I, without criticising the past, I think uh, I think the House is better for it. So, for example, uh, strictly speaking, a question in the House should have uh, one leg, maybe two at most. We're seeing more of a Westminster style of emerging under the Speaker, where a questioner can actually go pretty wide of the mark, or have two or three legs to it that that might be a technical breach of standing orders. But you're not going to, and he'll allow that, but you're not going to get relief from him if you don't get the answer you were expecting. Yeah. So I like that style. Uh, but yeah, from time to time, I think it's worth pointing out to the Speaker or, or, or challenging whether or not something has been answered according to standing orders. Okay. What other sorts of things do you do as Shadow? So there's a, there's a technical element to what's going on. So we will try and anticipate debates. So for this week, we have the budget policy statement that's replacing the you general debate. You get a heads up, don't you? you? You've kind of yes. got a list of what's going on. Well, the, uh, the Leader of the House, at a set piece at 2 o'clock every Thursday, advises the House of the business, the likely business, in the following sitting week. Now, that looks like a bit of a, a superficial set piece. Actually, it's very helpful for us. So then I can spend the next couple of days with the whip, uh, anticipating what will be needed for that, where the the big debates will take place, and preparing for the week. So, you know, that's quite important. I communicate with caucus colleagues uh, about what they can expect in the week ahead. So, for example, in the week coming up, we have emergency 
legislation related to the cyclone. Now, that the bill that will be debated uh, on Tuesday afternoon didn't exist last Thursday when the, when the House leader indicated that that would be coming up. So I worked with Grant Robertson to make sure that we could get a draft of that as soon as it was in uh, final draft stage. I could get that out to the relative spoke, relevant spokespeople uh, so that they could get a sense of whether or not the bill could be supported. And then I worked with both them and the WIPS office to highlight when they may be uh, needing to be present in the House, where we might expedite a shorter process. Uh, and so all of that takes quite a bit of time and effort. Yeah. And this is where I, where I say that above the below the line of the, what appears to be quite a smooth running of Parliament is quite a bit there's of machinery. There's a lot of hamsters running under there. a lot of hamsters, that's yeah. right. So. And then so you, you get that Thursday heads up, then you've got the relationship that you have with the actual Leader of the House to sort of tell you what's going on. And then, of course, there's the business committee meetings, which often give you sort of a, a bit more idea that what's coming in the next few weeks. But you also get like a, a rundown after Cabinet of what, what's likely to go on, right? And you can sort of really plan your week from that. Yeah, that's right. The Business Committee meets usually at 4.30 every Tuesday afternoon, so the House has already kicked off, and that's why that previous week's business statement is so important. It works on what is known as near unanimity, uh, and that, that's, a, that's not a hard definition. It just that, means that you and Labour have to agree, right? More well, or less. I mean, yes, you can get away with this. the minor parties will say there's 22 of them, and so if the three other parties don't agree on a course of action, you could you could argue that that's not near unanimity. Uh, we try as much as possible uh, to get all of the parties agreeing on uh, procedural matters, uh, but that's an important um, part of making sure that the House is uh, running smoothly, and indeed, our very system of of government and uh, and our electoral system being an MMP system will mean that there are those minor parties will always need to have a say um, and we shouldn't forget I you know I'm constantly reminded by um, the Greens and Act that they have a voice and they should be heard as well and that's that's a very important reminder for me sometimes yeah do you work with their equivalent well they don't really have an equivalent for you do they they just have whips that's right the whips generally act in, in the same way so I have uh, a pretty good relationship with Brooke Van Velden, who acts in that role for the ACT Party. Uh, less so with the Greens, but it's not unusual for me to have to reach out to Jan Logie, for example, if there are matters that, that um, I think we need to collaborate on. doesn't happen as often uh, by any stretch, uh, but I do think we have the sort of relationship where I, if I felt I needed to, uh, I could do that. That was National Party MP Michael Woodhouse, who holds the ominous-sounding role, Shadow Leader of the House. I'm Phil Smith, and you've been listening to The House. It's a whakaranga koe ki te whare. This programme is produced with funding from Parliament. Mā te wā.